1: It's eight minutes after eight. And thank you so much for staying with us here on AM Live on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Now, it's time for the forum at eight. And this morning, we unpack the financial state of affairs in our local government structures. And, of course, very often we hear people complaining about what's not going right at local government level. But uh, this morning, we want to know how can we hold municipalities Accountable. How can we make our municipalities more accountable? Because that obviously comes down to the citizenry, because it is you and I who are going to hold our elected representatives accountable. Now, while there are positive trends in our local government, the Auditor-General's report is, however, concerned about the supply chain management and irregular expenditure in many of our municipalities. So what are some of the contributing factors that lead to the deterioration in financial management? In these municipalities. The lines are open, of course, 0891 You can tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo, or you can SMS us on 34701. Now, joining us for this conversation, we have with us here in studio Auditor General uh, Kimi Makwetu. Thanks so much for coming through.
2: Good morning and good morning to the listeners
1: And we also have with us uh, Kolile George who is the South African Local Government Association uh, Salga uh, uh, From Salga rather I should say Thanks for coming through this morning
3: Good morning Zakina, good morning to all the SFM listeners
1: Now I think in the interest of time What we ought to do is perhaps Just uh, get from the Auditor General Just a brief summary Of uh, the results uh, that Came out yesterday and perhaps If we could um, Mr. Makwe
2: just run through them per province um thank you very much Sakina. just a quick one uh, the total spend that we looked at for the 2012-2013 financial year in local government was with regards to 278 municipalities as well as 41 municipal entities across all the nine provinces all of them as we audited them the total expenditure that we looked at was about 268 billion 62 of which is in respect of employment costs 166 of it is in respect of supply of goods and services and the balance of 40 billion is about uh, capital equipment expenditure our conclusions on all of these came to a point where we had a conclusion on of municipalities that have been able to keep their financial records and reconcile their books accurately and report on them through the financial statements and also complied with the laws and regulations governing financial matters as well as reporting on the performance against which those expenditures were committed. Those three components of our work give rise to what we call a clean audit Mm -hmm. and there are 30 of those out of the 319. In the same population of institutions about 138 of them have been able to give us a good and a reliable set of accounting records Many of which were achieved on the back of getting assistance from service providers externally and also making adjustments to those financial statements sometimes themselves. There's about 138 of those that achieved that which is about transparently reporting on your financial statements. However, the areas that they did not pass were in respect of their compliance with all the laws and regulations, governing financial matters, particularly supply chain. So many of those that have got what is called an unqualified audit mm-hmm. with significant findings were in that category, about 138 of them. And then the balance of them are either qualified, meaning that they were not even able to give us a credible set of accounts let alone complying with the laws and regulations governing financial matters, so they didn't pass the test.
1: But how does that happen in 2014?
2: It happens when people do not observe systems of internal control which are prescribed in the regulations and the law that governs their activities. Among others, if you look at, for example, Section (coughs) uh, 65 of the Municipal Finance Management Act, It says that all financial accounts of the municipality must be closed at the end of each month and reconciled with its records. Now, if you don't do that and you don't know what is going on on a month-on-month basis and regularly, you are likely to discover at the end of the year that everything that has happened is not in accordance with what ought to have happened. Mm -hmm. That's why you get that. So the leadership role in ensuring that there's proper supervision and monitoring of activities at the level of the institution, both the municipal manager and the mayor are the people who are charged also by the same law to observe certain disciplines which are prescribed in law. And if those are not observed at the level of the governance of the institution and the leadership monitoring, you also end up with that category of institutions in 2014 that Mm -hmm. are either qualified adverse or disclaimed.
1: But and, and we're not even at uh, the point where we are breaking this down per province. But then what happens in the event where those in charge of oversight actually fail in that role?
2: Our observations and our analysis further on these accounts indicates that very little, if anything, happens when that oversight responsibility is not carried out. And what we are recommending in our report is that if you prioritize that activity because when you prioritize it the likelihood is that the person in the leadership position of the institution is going to set the rules and say this is what applies here Mm -hmm. this is the policy that needs to be implemented in respect of either recruitment or supply chain management if they are the first people to demonstrate that they themselves observe it the chances are that those that they supervise will do the same but if they do the opposite to what they prescribe in the rules, the chances are that their actions also will be followed. So you are likely to end up with an institution that has got the litany of these things. Because the rest of them in the institution know that even as I came here, it was not on the back of my competencies in some situations. So I am not really expecting to be held accountable for anything technical, among others. Therefore.
1: Is that true though? Is that correct? It does happen. It does
2: happen because you can you can see when you're looking at this finance department that if you assess this person at the entry point and you had some reasonably high level of entry in terms of the barriers, mm. right? And perhaps maybe not to go into some detail, the bottom line is that the barriers to entry in many local government institutions are very low. And there are many reasons for it. Mm. So if you've got low barriers to entry in areas of very significant importance for the municipality like financial management and you allow it to happen, the chances are that you're going to end up with a serious problem.
1: And uh, Mr. George, uh, surely this is very worrying. Uh, What is Salga's take on uh, what we've just heard?
3: Well, Sakina, I think on our side is Salga. We also commend the progress uh, that is beginning to emerge in local government. To us, it shows a sign of uh, maturity that is emerging in the system of local government. And we measure that against what we know as uh, major systemic and structural problems that have affected uh, quite a number of municipalities as part of transformation of local government. So the picture that is emerging now of municipalities steadily moving towards showing resilience is quite commendable, in the sense that when you look at... uh, the the progress registered uh, in the outcomes of this year is quite important that we must continue to put things in in a proper context. We have 278 municipalities. Mm -hmm. The picture that has been painted yesterday by the AG is a picture of uh, improving municipalities, uh, yet we have not yet built a critical mass of those municipalities that ideally would want to see them demonstrating uh, positive audit outcomes.
1: Why haven't we been able to do that?
3: there's quite a number of issues let me just mention the 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 three contextual issues we have eight metropolitan municipalities in africa Uh of those five received unqualified audits yes they have matters of emphasis but they've received unqualified audits we have uh, 40 district municipalities and 25 have received uh, the unqualified audits we have 240 local municipalities of those 139 receive unqualified so there's a picture that is uh, emerging around 50 percent above which means for this transition, year 2000 to 2014, we have now reached a critical mark of above 50% of our municipalities showing municipal financial accounting that has integrity but AG would pick up that uh, failure to observe disciplines on certain issues has resulted in certain matters that they would qualify as material. We think that we need to build on that discipline as, uh, as local government. At the same time, continue to fight maladministration, instances of fraud and intolerance for officials and also at the level of uh, political leadership to make sure that uh, uh, we have what we call accountability and consequence framework. That's how, what are raising.
1: how are you condemning uh, this, um, uh, the, 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 the poor performances and the poor performers?
3: In terms of uh, uh, condemnation, there's a need for a balance, uh, Sakina. One, look at those municipalities where there's um, overwhelming evidence of a commitment at the level of political leaders, overwhelming evidence of commitment at the level of official. How do we incentivize that as as local government? We think that the accountability and consequence framework must be able to incentivize good conduct and good performance. Similarly, when there's bad performance and lack of accountability, we think that there must be means in which regulations could be passed uh, to make sure that Poor consequences are dealt with. And I think uh, the Minister of uh, Cooperative Governance was very firm and very clear yesterday to say that uh, there's a need to look at uh, mechanisms, uh, regulations where necessary to make sure that uh, there is no tolerance at all for poor performance at local government.
1: But I listen to you, Mr George, and I can't help but think that uh, we seem to be quite happy to move along with uh, this mediocrity that we've been experiencing. If you drive around South Africa, especially when you go to smaller municipalities, it is evident that things are falling apart, that things are not happening in a manner in which they should be. The roads are non-existent in some instances, literally. Um, you have uh, areas that are overgrown with shrubbery and all sorts of other issues. Electricity is a problem. Um, ESCOM is complaining that they have a 2.9 billion rand municipal debt, and it's killing them because the municipalities are unable to service their debt to ESCOM. Are we not happy with that uh, 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 mediocrity that you are saying right now
3: it's it's not a question of mediocrity uh, uh, sakina we we can't be tolerant of mediocrity and certainly on our side we don't promote that i raised earlier on the point of systemic and structural problems we have municipalities who are battling every day to raise revenue precisely for one reason poor economic conditions where they are inability to roll To grow up a very strong revenue base and in certain areas where there's revenue base other pressures uh, of a structural nature unemployment and other things they weigh in in terms of uh, inability to raise revenue and be able to pay that's Mm -hmm. one element the second element is around uh, the number of regulations that you would have which we think that uh, is quite emerging clear now Uh, the minister also made it very clear today that there's a need for us to push for differentiation in terms of how we regulate municipalities, how we expect performance, but there must be a certain minimum core of expectations. Whether you are a category C district or a local or a metro, provide the following core basket of services to the citizens of South Africa, and we will support you to do that. We think that it will provide a fair basis because one of the things that um, was very clear yesterday from the AG report is a reference to the census uh, results that says that there is a very clear uh, uh, delivery record registered at local government right across in terms of water sanitation roads infrastructure in general but some of these systemic problems inability to cope with some of regulations certain expectations is what we need to review now to make sure that uh, we don't um, expect one level of responsiveness regardless of the complexity of a municipality. so we think that systemic and structural problems will be central going forward to make sure that one, we acknowledge, but we don't tolerate mediocrity, as you put it.
1: Is that it, Mr. George?
3: From my side, uh, yes.
1: No mention of corruption and the impact that that has on how uh, the municipalities actually perform?
3: Now, if you have heard my point earlier on, I said fighting maladministration and corruption is at the center of what must be done and clear examples have to be taken in terms of consequence when those arise. I've made that point very clear. And,
1: and Now, give me instances where there are clear examples where you have acted because frankly, I question the will of Salga to actually deal with this problem. Year on year, the Auditor General will release a report and we will all be crying, uh, you know, from uh, the rooftops about how dismal these figures are. And yet, year on year, Salga comes out, releases beautiful statements acknowledging the problems and yet nothing seems to be done.
3: Well, there's a multiplicity of players. You would know that uh, we were here on the 29th of uh, November last year talking about a firm commitment taken by local government to fight corruption right across the board. We have seen instances in Tswane, in Johannesburg, where there's been decisive action taken at the level of officials, where there's clear instances reported of collusion between either citizens who would want to make sure that they would pay as little or nothing to pay on services. Working with officials, you would have seen in Durban instances where officials have been taken to task, on uh, corrupting issues of license system. So there's clear evidence uh, where there's a commitment in a number of municipalities. However, we're saying we want to see that picture right across. We've seen people being taken out of the system and arrested. And this is a consistent trend that we would want to see local government showing no tolerance on issues of corruption.
1: Well, you are listening to the Forum at 8 this morning and we are speaking to Auditor General uh, Kimi Makwetu as well as Tolile George from Salga and we are asking how can municipalities be more accountable and we'd love to hear your view on this in light of the Auditor General's report that was released yesterday out of the 319 audits completed 22 municipalities and 8 municipal entities achieved clean audits. This constitutes an overall 9% as compared to 5% 5% obtained in 2012 and amongst uh, those uh, the 30 clean audits, 13 have sustained this achievement since the 2011-2012 financial year. And as I said, the lines are open 0891 You can SMS us on 34701. Twitter, Facebook AM Live on SAFM and I see the calls already coming in. So uh, let's take a few of those. Uh, Lucky and Centurion, thanks for holding. Uh, Morning, Sakina. I'm your guest uh sakina i, I think that the, the, our government
4: should actually rephrase this thing and say they are going to do a selective you know um uh, accountability because i think I, re- I really found it laughable for for them to expect us to believe that when they say they're going to hold people accountable because uh, i mean how can when when a person in the highest office really is really questionable i mean and i actually regret the fact that i was actually even one of the people that um conversed and actually campaigned for the guy that is holding the irs office um, and still you know they try to spin everything that is, is is being questioned about him you know
1: okay thank you so much uh they lucky and centurion gift in port elizabeth good morning Good
5: morning, Sergina. Good morning to the AG and Dr. Church. I think, I think first and foremost, let me welcome the, the findings. In particular, uh, congratulations, Mandela-Pete, which is an entity of the Nelson Mandela Municipality, which has received clean audit. And I think has alluded to that uh, this particular entity has been receiving clean audits, I think, for the past five years. And that, that's a reflection of good and decisive leadership in that entity. Secondly, not, let me also give that thumbs up to California, but I think three issues which I think to me have not been addressed, which have been part of the turnaround strategy. One, the municipal public accounts committee, which is of section I think municipalities are not serious in ensuring that they capacitate councillors who serve in that committee. And they also ensure that recommendations made in that particular section 79 committee are implemented in the politics and are monitored. Thirdly, I think one of the critical challenges we face in local government again is a, it's a political leadership which is not serious in addressing corruption. You will find a municipality where for starters a position of the chief financial officer is advertised and there are recommendations that a particular person who doesn't meet certain competencies set by national treasury, being appointed to that position, and you'll find that municipality is serious. Not at all. But the, the last issue, again, I think the ineffective internal controls and procurement practices, which to me are a serious problem with municipalities, if they are not addressed, you'll, you'll still find these disclaimers. But most disappointingly and i want to say this without any fear of contradiction most disappointingly the eastern case i think something must be done to ensure that we address poor governance corporate governance which is poor in the eastern case if we're serious in, ass- in assuring that uh, this is this in, in, in the next year
1: mm-hmm. thanks so much gift uh, let's go to mike in newlands now good morning mike Hi, oh, uh,
0: SK, good morning to you and your panel. What an interesting debate. You know, I can't help thinking I was trying to listen to the debate. I suddenly realized, I just heard this debate before. We heard it last time. The Auditor the generals on your show and the time before that. You know what's changed? Absolutely nothing. And uh, it really just boils down to the fact that, you know, why do we vote these people back in? Well, it comes down to the fact we have a very unsophisticated electorate. They are uneducated thanks to 40 to 50 years of apartheid. Now we've had 20 years of ANC Rural. education has completely collapsed and they continue to vote in this government because of food parcels and grants. And the next problem is that we have members of parliament, gentlemen who go to parliament that are elected by a president, have no competencies at all in their portfolios. They, in turn, elect civil servants. Classic case brings to mind is Ria Piercher. She has no police experience, and yet she runs the police. We have Claudie Mutseneng, who doesn't even have a matric, yet he runs a billion rand SABC. So until such time as our government recognizes the fact that we've got to get experienced people, not card race, no card race at all. People who can do the job into positions, black, white, Indian, blue, green, whatever. The AMC, sadly, is going to continue to win at the ballot box, but they will lose the fight in the streets, and we are seeing that with the education system in Johannesburg, with students going to the streets. Who's heard of such a thing? So okay. that's the answer. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Thanks, Mike. Um, uh, Rampelani in Pretoria, good morning. Good morning, Sandra. Now, briefly... Uh, I, I, I
5: think the problem, the part of the problem is, is the governance. I don't think the audit committee members actually who serve at municipalities are actually doing their work properly. Firstly, I, I question the, the, the appointment of, of audit committee members. I think they are actually subjectively appointed rather than objectively appointed. I, I think they are so closely related to those who are the leadership of the municipalities and I don't think they are asking uh, questions of, of governance importance in terms of healthy municipalities accountable and implementing the recommendations of the AGSA. In conclusion, I think, I mean, the appointment of audit committees and municipalities, I think it should be reconsidered. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Rapalani. James in Witbank. good morning.
0: Yes, thank you. You know, nothing will happen to the people doing wrong. They're all a bunch of comrades. They stick together like glue, like glue. Like Pratly the Glue. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much, uh, James, out in Vidbank, And of course, the lines will remain open uh, throughout the forum at 80891 You can SMS or tweet us on AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo, and uh, you can also uh, send an SMS to 34701. The question we are asking, how can municipalities be more accountable? And we're speaking to Auditor General Kimi Makwetu, as well as uh, Kolile George uh, from Salga. So uh, that's what we are talking about and will continue taking your comments. You're listening to The Forum at 8 here on SAFM, South Africa's News and Information Leader. And this morning we are asking you, how can municipalities be more accountable? And we are in conversation with uh, Kolile George from Salga, as well as Auditor General uh, Kimi Makuetu here in our Joburg studios. And before I get our panel to respond uh, to some of the callers, let me just run through some of the SMSs and Facebook and Twitter messages as well. Kolani Zuma in Richards Bay says, the challenge in some instances is lack of skills and requisite qualifications which in turn affects planning and compliance with the law. Alison in East London says accountability, not excuses and more regulations. Time for people to earn their salaries and not to have excuses made for them. Spiwo and KZN also sends an SMS saying, does the current audit period include the period towards May elections? If not, the AG must expect even worse outcomes next year. And then Tuli in Soweto says, uh, more female officials are less immune to corruption. Officials should uh, earn only on commission. Uh, That shows proof on what they have done. KB says, once again, Salga is going to tell us that 5 to 9% is progress. No ways. All municipalities must get clean audits. It's not a favor. They must just do it. And then uh, Matla in Joburg says, Salga is a joke. Finish and klar. I mean, municipal managers and mayors continue unabated not to observe internal controls which bears serious maladministration and fraud, but such managers and mayors continue to keep their jobs. That's so nice, hey? And then Pet says, municipality accountability is a joke. They are only interested in stealing money and leave uh, no paper trail. Ask these corrupt officials to produce. And um, this one says, it's unsigned. It's time to talk straight. People who don't know what they are doing or who are corrupt have been appointed all over the country. Um, Lots more coming through on that SMS line. Tony and Paro North says, uh, irregular expense I call it fraud theft, corruption, criminal, the people should be jailed. And uh, this one from Vula in sebo says, I'm surprised that Seribeng got a clean audit. Uh, Kim in Naizna says, what percentage of the 30 municipalities uh, are DA run and which are they? And uh, this one from Katu says, I continue for the foreseeable future without any consequence uh, for the guilty parties. Um, And so on. (coughs) Excuse me. That's on the SMS line. We tend to always overlook uh, Twitter, uh, the Facebook messages, so let me just read a few of them. Uh, Joseph Masango says, I think municipalities have to start recruiting qualified people, not because of their political association, but because of their competence. And uh, Sakele Mpande says, um, it's so easy to deal with municipalities, and if there's a political will in provinces, we will have clean audits across the board. The only thing you want is to have the right people to occupy the those seats. Example, supply chain. You need someone who has studied at university level, supply chain management, and so on and so forth. That's Sakele out in Somerset West. Swiso Khadebe says, appoint people in relevant posts because of competency and high level of efficiency and skill. Our municipalities (coughs) don't care about building better human capital for future preservation of skill. And right here in Dipaliseng municipality, for over a decade, the municipality is insolvent. How do you justify that? They are failing to adhere to the Municipal Finance Management Act. Cronyism is at its worst and has reached a high level. It is going to take us a long time to rectify this financial mess in our municipalities. And uh, just a few Twitter messages then. Tapelo Motumi says, Wasteful, fruitless and unauthorized expenditure can't be classified as systemic. Fanele Sikwecha says the AG has no capacity to properly audit and make recommendations with regard to contract management. Nobody monitors contracts. And then uh, Sandile Kowane says there's a leadership crisis at municipal level, catered deployment consequences. And Edward Temba says the best way for municipalities uh, to perform well is to employ qualified people for the job and fire anybody found underperforming so we'll leave it there for the message oh and i look at the screen and i have tons of calls waiting but before i get back to the lines let me just get um mr george as well as mr makuetu to respond quickly let me start with you ag
2: um thanks very much again uh, sakina Uh, i'm not going to deal with any one of the specific questions i guess many of them are comments that we will incorporate in our work going forward and we recognize some of the comments that are consistent with our observations in terms of this, so which means at least people who are in the country and in these municipalities are also alive to some of these realities. But the point I want to just pay a little bit of attention to, at least for the spot that I have now, is a reference to the Municipal Finance Management Act, and here I'd like to specifically focus on the requirements for the role of an accounting officer as set out in section 62 of the Act. And I know that there are a lot of complexities in implementing Acts and so on and so forth, but for purposes of this topic, I think this is one of the most relevant sections in the Act that we need to take uh, note of. And it's a section that responds to a number of the comments that came from the listeners. And it talks about the accounting officer of a municipality being responsible for managing the financial administration of the institution. And that person is is also defined in the same act as the municipal manager. And for this purpose, when when, when the act articulates this role, it also goes to the extent of explaining exactly the things that need to be done. And if you look at that section, there are five requirements that uh, an accounting officer needs to drive quickly, if I may just quickly Mm -hmm. throw them out. One of them is that the resources of the municipality are used effectively, efficiently, and economically. That's the first issue that the law says the accounting officer must look after. That full and proper records of the financial affairs of the municipality are kept in accordance with any prescribed norms and standards. That's what our audits that are departing from a clean audit are about. Thirdly, it says that the municipality has and maintains effective, efficient and transparent systems of financial and risk management and internal control. And internal audit operating in accordance with the specified norms and standards Mm. our evaluation and assessment of these accounts is largely a breakdown of these things and the last one is that unauthorized irregular and fruitless and wasteful expenditure and other losses are prevented but most importantly the last one that disciplinary or when appropriate criminal proceedings are instituted against any official of the municipality who has allegedly committed an act of financial misconduct or an offense Mm. Now, if the law empowers an accounting officer to do these things, and an accounting officer, when they're brought into the role, they are appraised of this very, very important responsibility and are held to account for it by the mayor and the council, it is possible that a lot of the things, because before I think about it as an accounting officer and I want to achieve any and any one of these things, I've got to think about who am I going to put in charge in the area of supply chain. Who am I going to put in charge in the financial management position and any other activity of the institution that may have an impact on my ability as an accounting officer to achieve these goals? And if we centralize this responsibility, because this person sits in the institution every day, they are an executive officer accountable for the administrative activities of that institution. Mm-hmm. And if we elevate this and we make it a a definite, definite thing that if you don't achieve one or more of these As reflected through your accounts and any other oversight work that is done by the council, there will be consequences. If you start here, then I guess the person who knows their head will, will, will go when these don't happen. We'll make sure that those that report to him or her in the institution, as well as those that this person reports to, will have to make sure that they are on the straight and narrow when it Mm. comes to achieving these disciplines. And I think this is one of the things that we can start looking at. And accepting the fact that we lament these outcomes as they stand, let's accept the fact that they are not good. But there's something that we need to look at in terms of what can be tightened here. And if there can be an acceptance of one of these in principle, we probably will find a different
3: outcome.
1: And Mr. George, before I run to the lines again. I
3: think, Sakina, consistent with the theme, how do we make municipalities accountable? On our side as Salga. Uh, we are very uh, pleased that some of the work that we have done in investing on uh, oversight structures. One of the callers mentioned the Municipal Public Accounts Committees mm. and Audit Committees not working. They need to be trained. Are we, they not trained? We, we have over the last year, 2013, 2012, they were established right across all municipalities, Municipal Public Accounts Committees and also Audit Committees. And over the last year, we have run training sessions right across. And we think that Sakina, consistent with that investment, we are beginning to see a positive correlation. Some of the municipalities that AG reported yesterday that had unqualified audits with matters of emphasis have now moved to clean audits and one can easily see where there's uh, stronger oversight mechanisms. You are beginning to see a trend line that shifts to positive. So we think that we can build on that critical mass and in an ongoing way. SALGA also provides leadership training for councillors. One, at the onboarding phase, meaning when they join during the cycle of elections, orientation, portfolio-based training, and, uh, and, and uh, throughout the five-year period we provide executive uh, leadership. We who think that
1: provides that training? Salga. Uh, 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 who conducts the training?
3: We, we employ uh, people uh, either from universities uh, as sites of learning. Uh, we have partnership. Uh, I can mention some few institutions of higher learning where we have that kind of a program. So there is an investment that we think positively. It's part of the resilience that uh, we're beginning to emerge with. But I think, uh, Sakina, without uh, sounding defensive, it's important that we, we drive the point home with facts. More than fifty percent of our municipalities have received unqualified audits. We think that that's a very critical area where we want to build on. Of course, we would want to see a situation ideally where there is no matters of emphasis, but where we sit now. Because that is
1: important. Yes,
3: where we sit now, we have municipalities where AG can express an opinion after receiving financial statements, and there's general integrity. In the set of those financial statements, which means that there is a strong um, uh, growth towards financial management accountability, and we need to build from that area.
1: All right, let's go back to the lines 0891104208. And seeing that there are so many people uh, uh, holding on to get through, please keep it short, sharp, and to the point. Kate in uh, Cape Town, good morning.
6: Good morning, really. <clears throat> It is very sad. Mr. George will come, will always come and talk to people which are not true. When these things happen, the things he, he will always mention will do this and this and this. When the problem is getting exaggerated, why Mr., Mr. Clement, uh, George doesn't do his job appropriate? Really, second job, uh, gov- uh, the government. Must follow this something must must done about this and i don't agree with the corner who said the skins and qualified qualifications the people no it's not that it's a it's a corruption i'm not here to the because i'm talking with uh, the experience in part elizabeth it is full of fraud so I, can, it's, I can i am talking. there's no time mm. i can't be shocked i can be shocked that's why I, I'm asking you guys in Red a focusing in Puerto Rico. In a way, I in in on say, I'm sure it's the first, first time we hear about the, uh, that place. That there, there are people who are waiting for the houses 33 years. They okay, came 1975, mm. in 1975, the place oh, So that the old people who are uh, grand, uh, grandmothers, 86 years, there's a place there in Puerto say, it's city treasure. Where you pay you, you pay water, they, when they go there, water you, you are told in the house, that being say you have uh, uh, used the water seven thousand. Okay. The next month they say they say five thousand, and they say from nine um, two thousand and eleven. I think that the discount up until, up until now is full of fraud. Mr. George must account. Because uh, uh, how long we, 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 we sit on these things that are happening. All right. And then got, the government must follow this and do things about
1: this. Okay, thank you so much, Kate. I want to give our panel enough time to respond to what you are saying. Mike in Middleburg, good morning.
7: Thank you. Morning, Sakina, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, of course, I'm from Steve Chouette, one of the municipalities counted there. I just want to put uh, across four points, Sakina. One, we must get systems in place. The systems that are there are not uh, voluntary, but uh, they must be there. And let us ensure that these systems are institutionalized. After they are institutionalized, they must be internalized by everybody who is part of the system. And of course, for these systems to be effective, we must have competent people. And lastly, which is very important, let us not take politics into administration. Uh, administration must implement the decisions that we take. We can only play an oversight role. And also, most importantly, we can intervene and not interfere. Mm. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much, Mike, in Middleburg. Uh, Bongani in Queenstown, good morning.
8: Good morning, good morning, Madam How are you uh, uh, Good morning to the AG. AG, uh, I think you've got a, a very difficult job, uh, particularly in the municipalities in rural areas. Uh, here in Queenstown, Chris me, um uh, just to share a joke with you, I called a, a, a mayor when I hear about the results and I asked how did you perform and she had no clue that there were audits taking place. <laughs> I listened to you very well when you we were talking about the accountability of, of the municipal manager. Of course, I'm sure the municipal manager is the oversight is coming from the council. The council of which is, is is under the leadership of the May. Um, I think we need to be real with the municipalities in rural areas. <laughs> A.G. might agree with me. I'm sure uh, the minister of uh, PGO as well might agree. Okay. For breakthrough, for, for breakthrough to happen, breakdowns must happen. We need a complete overhaul in these rural municipalities. People have no clue what they're supposed to do there. Thank I you. mean you're talking you're talking in Chris and you're talking in areas around Chris and most of those towns they've got about forty nine to forty six unemployment rate. Infrastructure rollout needs to be run there, employment needs to be created there. Breakthroughs are built out of breakdowns. Uh good luck, H E. Bye.
1: Thank you so much Bongani And I think the sad reality about that is I don't think it's peculiar to um, Chris Hun, uh, to, to, to Queenstown This is the sad reality of many of the smaller municipalities in this country Where it seems And I don't know how this happens It always seems as though the mayor is like The most clueless person in the town almost That happens to be in that position At least from my observation Which is really, really sad uh, Bruce in Randberg, good morning
5: yeah, morning, morning, guys. I just want to say, obviously, the the issue of of um, financial accountability in the municipalities is, as we all know, is kind of key to the transformation of the country. And it does sound like there's been an improvement. So I just want to recognise that and say, you know, any any good any good news, any positive improvement is good news. My question though, is, last year the Auditor General found thirty billion rand of wasteful and unaccountable expenditure. I know your guests have said there's been a percentage improvement in these parties, but what is the amount? I want to know the actual amount this year in, you know, compared to last year. Not the percentage improvement, but the actual financial amount. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Bruce and Randberg. And uh, joining us on the line now, uh, Mayor of Sedibeng Municipality, uh, Simon Mufoking. We tried to speak to you earlier, but couldn't due to a poor line. Um, Mr. Fuk- Mufoking, welcome back
4: uh... thank you very much uh, morning and the listeners uh, including the auditor general uh... the radio there
1: and of course um, as the only municipality in Gauteng to get a clean audit how did you do it?
4: Uh, firstly i must say is the teamwork uh... it's not the, something that is done by uh, one department or one, one unit in the municipality it's a teamwork but uh, i think the earlier speaker was also very right that uh, uh... in all four areas of the audit that is financial management Performance management, compliance with laws and regulations, including compliance with governance. You must have strong controls in all four areas. And as a municipality, as municipality, I must say, uh, since 2005, we've been getting an, an unauthorized uh, audit uh, uh, report or opinion, meaning that uh, as far as financial management controls are concerned, we were very much strong in that. Uh, there were just finding in one of the three areas. Uh, uh, like, say for example, on our performance. So since then, uh, especially since the, the training of uh, the, the, the MPEG the chairperson uh, being full-time, and the committee being trained, and the internal audit committees being trained as well, we've been able to deal with this matters. And we've also introduced uh, what we call electronic performance management systems, which has also made uh, to align our IDP with our uh, delivery uh, 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 delivery plans uh, with uh, the performance of individuals that made us realize. so it is what has made us finally to get what we call the clean audit today so the internal control in all aspects or areas of uh, of, uh, of of audit i think that's what has happened uh, in now if i have to talk uh, Around the the financial management Uh, we always make sure that we have reliability of our financial reporting but not only that but we also account for each and every single cent uh, and we also can interpret uh, uh, our statements correctly that's what we do uh, as a municipality on performance management as I indicated already uh, we have uh, a five-year plan uh, that is uh, the IDP that we have uh, put in place when it came into, into office. So this has been uh, cut into chunk every year, but uh, we have uh, also made uh, the SDVIPs. Now, with the uh this electronic performance management system it has aligned it properly so that has always been our our, our, our challenge it, it, only on the performance on other areas as mm-hmm. i'm saying that we've been getting unauthorized uh opinion uh, we, it was only on the performance where we we're getting an opinion other areas we've been able to be within uh, the law including compliance with the regulation of the law in terms of the committees or governance uh, our council oversight uh, committees are all in place, and they are all doing that they are supposed to be doing. And then the all, also the latter figure, who are saying uh, there should be inter were necessary by politicians without interference with administration. I think that's also the, something that, uh, in our municipality there is clear roles, uh, of the, you know, separation of roles. What is it that we expected from executives? What is it expected from oversight uh, bodies? What is it that the mayor must do? What is it that the M.M. must do? The CFO? And, 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 and. So I think mm. that relationship is also very much important in, in terms of being able to uh, come up with a team audit as we have, uh, and I must okay. say,
1: uh, we're going to leave I'm, it there because say, in the interest of time, um, uh, Mr. Simon Mufukung. But thank you so much for sharing with us, uh, you know, some of what uh, f- uh, basically brought you to this point where you were able to obtain a clean audit. We have to take a break. When we come back, our panel will respond to your questions and we'll wrap it up.
0: The truth is, business is just a conversation dealing with someone who wants something from you. 300 units and getting it done means talking to them absolutely we can get it to this afternoon so lower the cost of doing business with mobile landline and international calls from just 79 cents per minute on pure per second billing with BizTalk. call 10217 visit telcom.co.za forward slash business or go to a telcom shop and you'll see that we are the right business for your business T's apply.
2: I just think and SIDU Media Attorneys know that running a company isn't always easy. The New Companies Act has changed the playing field, and it helps to have a professional in your corner, empowering you to make the right decisions. For any corporate or commercial legal requirements, call us on 011 268 5225. MNS Attorneys,
0: legal expertise in your corner. The Forum at 8 on SAFM.
1: On the Forum at 8 this morning, asking how can municipalities be more accountable? And we're fast running out of time, so I'm just going to get uh, Kimi Makwetu as well as Tolile George to just respond very quickly and wrap up at the same time. Maybe just speaking to some of the more uh, direct questions, for example, the amount uh, that was spoken about uh, on wasteful expenditure and also systems, um, no politics, uh, politicians into admin and all those kind of issues. Let me start with you, Mr. Markuetu. Um If
2: you look at the combined Total of uh, unauthorized, irregular, fruitless, and wasteful expenditure. It's not significantly different from where it was. If if you look at it in a, on a, on a combined basis. And secondly, talking to the points that uh, Bongani was raising from from Chrisani, uh, I just want to draw attention to the fact that um, the rural character of a municipality may have an impact on its ability to do the things that are expected. It may based on various reasons that Bongani has spoken to. But the bottom line is that among these clean audits, particularly in the KZN environment, mm. the majority of those 11 are in the deep rural countryside of KZN. Among them are municipalities like Ubu Shebezwe. I suspect that means the beauty of the nation. Mm. And so in the context of the clean audits, we also have a municipality called the beauty of the nation, Ubu Shebezwe, in the deep countryside in KZN that has a clean audit. So it was achieved on the back of active steps taken decisively by the leadership of the province and the municipality to do the right thing. And I think evidence of it in many of these rural municipalities in in that province, as well as some in rural countryside of the Western Cape, have at least been able to do the right thing. Hence the end is now better than where we started.
1: We need more people to be doing the right thing. A question here to Mr. George. Why should municipal managers be incentivized to perform their jobs as you wrap up? That's from Tando MN. Okay. Two,
3: two issues uh, on my side, Sakina. One, it's important that uh, with the roles defined for political leadership and administrative leadership, the critical uh, factor of success there is harmonious working relationship. There are certain instances where this is not working very well, and there are certain instances where... It is working well, and it can be evident on the results of AG. We think that that's one area that uh, we would also be focusing on. Secondly, there's a picture of uh, good progress emerging uh, in KwaZulu Natal as AG indicates in Gauteng and Western Cape. That's one area of critical mass where we want to build confidence that it is possible, regardless of the status of a municipality. Then the third issue of Nelson Mandela. Uh, it's a, cr- a critical and serious matter, and uh, authorities are aware about it uh, at the level of the the department and the ministry. And uh, those matters are being attended to in terms of uh, providing support to Nelson Mandela around specific challenges he's facing. And then, and then, lastly, we have about nine municipalities who have received poor audit outcomes, disclaimer, and adverse. As Salga working with our partners, uh, Treasury. Uh, cooperative governance ministry we are doing something around supporting these municipalities so at, at least they can migrate out of this poor zone. And lastly, South Africans deserve better. Mm. South Africans are not asking more. They are asking for the most basic provision of services. And it is a call for all us as municipalities to continue to improve and provide the hope that the democratic gains must give to our people.
1: And that's where we're going to leave it this morning. Thank you so much to our guests, uh, Auditor General Kimi Makwetu from Salga, Mr. Kolile George, and of course to our listeners who always participate so fantastically and just to leave you with uh, something from one of our listeners, uh, Kolani Dlamini, he says, we'll talk and talk until our mouths get dry and nothing will happen. Cronyism, nepotism, cater deployment are destructive and I think that has been the central message contained in this morning discussion. To the production team, thanks for making sure it went out loud and clear. That's it from us for this morning. It's a minute after nine. It's time for the news with Vibakshni Chetty.